Right, Douglas Kruger with me. Uh, we've chatted to him often, professional speaker, author, many, many books, and an innovation strategist. And he's going to talk about what three ways to approach innovation in 2019. Douglas, good chatting to you as always. Hi. First time we've chatted in 2019, so may you have a prosperous year ahead. Absolutely, and you too, of course, right. Now, you're going to help us, you can help me, and you can help everybody else as we try and, you know, switch on around innovative thinking. You've got three ways to approach innovation in 2019, so tell me how. Absolutely. So let's assume that you are gathering your leadership team and you're thinking about strategizing for the year ahead. And it doesn't matter whether you're a massive multinational or a mom-and-pop operation. If you see the benefit in innovation, there are a couple of things you want to do. You're going to gather your people together sometime during the course of January, and you're going to start looking for some useful ideas that will give you growth. Now, what I want to hone in on here tonight is the idea that if you give people a complete blank page, uh, an absolute clean sky approach to this one, it can actually be less creative and, and less sort of uh, conducive to creative thinking than if you give them a couple of simple guidelines. So what we're going to look at tonight is three very simple frameworks, uh, ways of thinking, ways of approaching innovation that can generate the maximum possible number of ideas for you. Okay, go ahead. I'm listening. Great stuff. Okay. So the three in quick overview. The first one, make it much better. The second one, make it much worse. And the third one, make it sing and dance. So let's start with the first one, make it much better. Okay, hold it. So I'm going to just repeat you... it. Make it much better. Mm, make, make it, it much, much better, worse. Make it much worse. Right. And uh, that sounds curious. We'll get to it. And the last one, make it sing and dance. Okay, got that. Go ahead. Right. So let's start with make it much better. Now, this one is fairly obvious and fairly self-explanatory. It's what would your product, your service, your business look like taken to the nth degree? What would an ultimate version of what you do look like? Now, there are a couple of keys to successfully brainstorming using this idea. The first one, when you gather your people together, I would encourage you to use hyperbole and overly dramatic words. You want to say things like ludicrous, way over the top, the ultimate super-duper version of. And you'll find what happens is it starts off with a lot of a lot of sort of joking and fooling around, and you want that. You want people to, um, to actually have a good time and to laugh about it. Because eventually what happens is, firstly, that starts the creative process, and then eventually what happens is someone says, well, why don't we just do? And they'll come up with something that, on the surface of it, sounds ridiculous, and someone else says, well, hang on just a second, you may be onto something. Um, so the first key is to let it go, let it be way over the top, and let people start off by laughing and joking. And the second one is to start with your customer's benefit as the orientation. So when we say the ultimate version of, we're not talking about, say, efficiency or maximized profit margins for you. We'll get to that sort of thing later. Um, what we're thinking of is the ultimate version for the customer. And that's, uh, that's the way we want to look at that one. So that's idea number one. Make it much better. Okay, second one is starting to get quite, uh, quite creative. Make mm-hmm. it much worse. So it goes like this. You gather your team together and you say, if we could take what we do and strip it down to its barest essentials, how might that look? Um, and in my, in my book, Relentlessly Relevant, I explain this one using the principle of video games. Over the last, say, three decades or so, video games have experienced a complexity war. Um, a while ago, I was watching a friend, and uh, he was telling me that on one of his online games, the makers actually hired a consultant geologist to make the scenes that are set in a military station in Siberia look more realistic. Now, that's, I mean, that's, <laughs> that's a phenomenal mm. level of complexity. And it was outperformed by Angry Birds. By the time I wrote that book, Rel- uh, Relentlessly Relevant, uh, this was about three and a half years ago, two 
billion versions of that thing had been downloaded. Wow. And I went and I checked, and later that same year, the series games had been downloaded over three billion times. So, I mean, that's a, that's a fascinating idea. We tend to think that complexity, adding more and more complexity, is the way to win. And it's not necessarily the case. Um, and you can even see this in, in sort of, say, service businesses. We might think that um, for people who do coaching or training, that the in-depth, months-long version of what we offer is the optimal version. But you might actually find out that many people, many organizations want the two-hour version of it. And it might surprise you to find that the express, stripped-down, bare basic version um, is actually an innovation and can be incredibly successful. So if you challenge yourself to make it much worse, how might that look? That's number two. Well, there you are. <laughs> All right, number three? Number three, make it sing and dance. So let's say you've gone through, um, you've been talking about features, you've been talking about optimizing your business, and you're really, you find that you're getting nowhere. What if you simply added theater to the thing that you already do? So you, you've tried to make it better, you've tried to make it worse, you're stumped. Okay, can you change the human story around it? Can you add theater, mood, storytelling, or pizzazz to what you offer? Can you innovate in a way, basically, that makes it come alive for your market? I'm going to give you an odd example for this one, and it's a, it's a fictional example, um, but it's based on how some businesses really do do it, and it's a good principle. So there's a popular sitcom in the U.S. called Last Man Standing, and it features Tim Allen. He's the, uh, the guy who voiced Buzz Lightyear to Infinity mm. and Beyond. Um, and he runs a store in this uh, the sitcom called Outdoor Man, and he's the marketing manager for the store. And his entire marketing approach is to put out a weekly funny video, a humorous video, that's basically just his stand-up comedy. And at the end, it loosely relates to something that they're selling in the store. Now, that is innovation. It's not product innovation. It's not process innovation. It's just theater. But it helps you to sell more. It helps you to make your product or your service come alive. So the question then is, if you're stumped in terms of features or in terms of process, could you possibly add theater and in doing that you make it you uh, reignite the energy of your brand and you make yourself come alive in your consumer's minds once again and, and your thoughts generally does does that work the theater i mean you would give us practical examples of that right well yes i mean I, off the top of my head i, I was quite uh, taken by something that uh, that bmw did a while ago um they took when they introduced their new i think it was the two series if i if i remember correctly they did a kind of a, a street mob appearance in cape town and um, if you go and have a look on YouTube, uh, that, uh, I'm, as I say, just talking off the top of my head here, um, it's something like Flash Mob BMW Cape Town. And you go and have a look at how many millions of views that thing has. All they did was they just rocked up in sort of uh, in convoy, and they did this kind of drifting thing around the circle in Cape Town, and it went viral on YouTube. Now, that's theater. And it's the kind of thing that we're after. It's saying, without actually changing the product or the service, what could you do that reinvigorates the brand? What can you do that reinvigorates the brand? Now, people listening to you and I right now either are part of companies or they themselves uh, effectively work for companies or they, they attempt to manage themselves, right? So, so mm-hmm. to what degree, you know, what's the best way to start on this process? Well, I always think that the framework for the way to start, like I said at the beginning, the, the mistake we tend to make is we give ourselves a complete blank page when we, we brainstorm. Um, and there's a lot of research that says if you give the mind something to latch onto, something to uh, sort of a springboard to jump off from, you actually get much more creative thinking. Um, the simple experiment they often do to show how this one works is they'll challenge people and say, think of 20 things that are the color blue. 
And most people will struggle to get beyond 10 items. But if you give them, for example, think of 20 things that are blue within a shopping center. They actually have a much easier time. It's that framework that orients the thinking. So those are just three examples, but you can actually come up with your own creative ones. I've given you there, make it much better, make it much worse, add theater. Um, you can do other things where you look at it from different perspectives. You could say, how do we make it more human? How do we make it more optimized? And it's those key words that orient the thinking. They change the nature of the brainstorming, and they give the mind something, to, something productive to latch onto. Mm. Well, you know, th- that those are all very, very important issues. I suppose, you know, just, just moving away from, you know, those three that you speak about, Douglas, uh, th- and, you know, we've created this feature called the Innovators for, for obvious reasons. And hopefully mm-hmm. you'll appreciate why we're doing just that anyway, right? Uh, you know, typically the average person, to to what degree are they switched on to think innovation to provide solutions to their everyday needs? So it's not even just like a 2019 thing, just every single day, you know, all of us are faced with obstacles, right? Yeah, absolutely. How switched I, on I our people? A, I think there's a lot more innovation than we necessarily uh, give, give our nation credit for. Um, I think to a large extent, we have creative people who don't necessarily understand how to take the next step with their, with their innovation. Um, and I think just off the top of my head, it's a story I love telling. In the opening to the book, Relentlessly Relevant, uh, there's a story about a street vendor, and it's a true one. I actually heard a, a number of people call in on a chat show to uh, discuss this person, who basically creates a bunny chow. But what he does is he wraps it in cellophane and he throws it out into traffic and allows a truck to ride over your bunny chow. I mean, it's the most dangerous thing you could possibly imagine. You know, in, 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 in any nation like, a, like a Germany or an Australia, the, the authorities would be there forthwith. Um, but it's such a creative and unusual thing to do. Now, that's just an example of adding this kind of bizarre, unique, creative theater to a business. But in that particular case, it didn't go any further than that, because here's this lone, single individual who doesn't know how to scale it up, uh, how to turn it into something a little bit bigger. And I think we, we need a lot more around that sort of thing. And I think that's, you know, that it's to the credit of shows like yours that say, all right, how? What are the mechanics of innovation and what can we practically do to actually start raising up more entrepreneurs? Mm. And does that happen at school level? I mean, we, we've come out of a matric results, uh, rote learning maybe by and large for many people and celebrated that. Uh, is, is innovation encouraged, innovative thinking encouraged at school level? You know, I'd love to say yes, but I, I, unfortunately I have to be a little bit pessimistic on this one and say I don't think it's taught to any real degree. But now having said that, there are so many um, entrepreneurs, speakers, authors, people out there who are actually trying to get you involved in that kind of thinking. It's, it's so easy to bash schools. It's so easy to simply say, well, they're doing everything wrong. They are teaching very different fundamentals. Uh, you know, if, if a school does it right, it, it teaches you how to gain access to literature, how to read, how to begin the process of thinking. But we do need to take that a step further and uh, lead that into how to make something of your life. That's the next step. And I think there's, there's statistical evidence that we're not necessarily doing that. And uh, the thing that jumps out at me is two years ago, a, uh, a poll showed that 65% of South African youth do not believe in entrepreneurship. They think it's either too hard, unattainable, uh, or that there are not enough support systems out there. And essentially, they, they don't believe in the concept. Now, when you contrast that against the, the number of studies that say the number one thing we need in this country is new small businesses, we're clearly missing something there. Mm, good point. Just l- lastly, uh, maybe you've got 30 seconds. Yeah. A book that you recommend we must read? 
Uh, on, ed- on education, excellent sheep. But that's a little off topic. Um, any of the new books on marketing or innovation will do for you because they tend to recap the last ones. Okay. Give me one of your books as well. All righty. That would be Their Your Rules. Break them. That's the latest one on innovation. Right. Do tag us on Twitter or wherever else you uh, you are using social media right away. I'll certainly share that as well. Douglas, as always, good chatting to you. I'm sure we can have many more chats in this year. Innovative chats, that is. Douglas Kruger, of course, uh, also of many books, but in this case here, they, your rules, break them. Let's get to uh, tonight's Josie Dawn.